the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk home prices. We could talk investing. We could talk investing in middle age, investing in the final years. Um, you know, what's your perspective? Here's two different headlines on the same exact story. You can always call the show, 800-516-1220. Home prices in the United States rose 4.9% in April. Sounds pretty good, huh? Same story, different headline. Home prices rise less than expected. Hmm. That's a kick in the teeth, isn't it? The Case-Shiller price index rose less than expected. Prices rose three-tenths of 1% month-to-month and 4.9% year-over-year. Economists had expected that home prices would rise eight-tenths of a percent month-over-month and 5.5% year-over-year. Home prices continue to rise across the country, but the pace is not accelerating. Sales of new and existing homes are rising in recent reports, and construction of new homes enjoyed strong sales gains in May. At the same time, the proportions of new construction, that is, apartments rather than single-family homes, remains very high. Underlying trend is stronger than this report seems to suggest, and with sales rising amid very tight inventory, we have to expect faster increases again once the weather hit wash washes throughout the data. Um, okay. I look at my home as a liability. I don't look at it as an asset. Of course it's an asset over time. But it's a liability. If I lose my job today, I still have to pay my, my mortgage tomorrow. I had a renter in my home, one of my homes, for four and a half, five years. Pretty sweet. When she left, uh, carpets are in need of replacing, walls in need of repainting, house has to be power washed, some work on the yard has to be done. Um, there's some work to make it, you know, standard again, to rent again. Is that an asset or a liability? Liability. It's cost me money. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, NBC dumps Trump. He 
you have to say that's a good move. Network did the right thing when it kicked the Donald to the curb. Uh, he had some remarks about immigrants, which made astonishingly during the launch of his campaign to become the leader of the free world were odious, even by his creepy standards. He's a carnival barker. He's a clown who wants to be president, calling for a wall to safeguard our borders from the unruly hordes, pronounced gravely that Mexico is sending us people who are bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're bringing rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. You just can't say that. In your heart, you can have whatever you want. In your brain, you can have anything you want to think, but you can't say that kind of stuff out loud. And that's a pretty good lesson for all you know, Facebook will ruin your career if you will get fired, if you say stupid stuff, if you do stupid stuff. Um, I think the question that I'm getting right now from a lot of people is, do you bail on stocks due to grease? I think the bigger question is, do you bail on stocks due to grease, interest rates potentially going higher, deceleration in housing numbers, um... Things like that, China slowing down. Greece has given investors plenty of things to worry about, but if financial troubles in Greece are causing you to panic, you got a bigger problem. I don't think your portfolio is set up correctly. The Greece situation could get worse and spread. There once was something that we talked about on the show called Pigs, Portugal, Italy, Ireland, Greece, and Spain. Now we're going to use the fun phrase piss. Portugal, Portugal, Ireland, Italy, Spain, piss, because uh, that's what you have got left. But the question is, will Spain follow suit? Because uh, they're in a pretty bad situation as well. Not as bad as the Greeks, but they're keeping their fingers crossed that things get better. You don't really want to count on your fingers being crossed. Um, if you really want to bail on the stock market because of Greece, it tells me that you're not prepared for volatility, and you should, you know, dial back some risk in your portfolio to stability. I mentioned a couple stable ideas yesterday. Um, up to you. I'm, I'm, what I do versus what you do is totally different. It's probably not a mystery to anyone now that the stock market had a tough go of it yesterday. The Greek drama. Um, Indices across the world today are pretty much so up across the board. Europe a little bit unchanged. Our markets opened stronger. Do they hold that through the day? Who cares? I'm thinking 4th of July weekend, three-day party coming up. Woo! Recovery in the Chinese market helps boost investor sentiment in other regional markets. So China had a 5.5% up move today. Um... It was down at one point in time 5%, and then it roared up 5.5% to finish basically a little up. Um, and then it, it, it closes higher, much higher. It was a pretty big swing, and it tells you that you know someone's saying, okay, enough's enough, here's the line. We're stepping up to it. Uh, there's been some deal-making out there, a lot of mergers and acquisitions, and that's got people a little frustrated at this point in time because it's too much. Many of them aren't going to get through, but Willis Group and Towers Watson are tying up in a merger of equals. Juno Therapeutics and Celgene have announced a strategic collaboration that includes a billion-dollar Celgene payment to Juno Therapeutics. 
Microsoft has announced a global enterprise partnership with AOL that involves AOL taking over Microsoft's ad display business. Um, Microsoft's getting out of that business. Focus on what they do well. They don't do the serving ad business as well as micro as well as Google and or Facebook. Um, so they're gone. Corporate news is helping the tone a bit today, for sure. The Case Shiller Home Index report came out, and that's okay. Like I said, it's not glorious by any stretch of the imagination. Consumer confidence spikes. Consumers are feeling great about the U.S. economy. The latest reading of consumer confidence came in at a reading of 101, crushing expectations. The pace of payrolls growth continues to impress. While equities and gasoline prices have been relatively flat, the employment boost continued to boost confidence in June going forward. So we, we, we're looking okay. Uh, Greece has asked for a two-year, a new two-year bailout. The only problem is that there's a lot of covenants inside what the European Union have been doing, saying, you know, we're only going to stay in this if Greece continues to be of good standing. And by failing to be of good standing, by going past the date that some debt was due, in theory, everything should fall apart. So Greece's prime minister has a news conference. He's proposed a new two-year bailout extension. Greek prime minister uh, has requested to cover all the country's financial needs over the next two years, including a debt restructuring plan. Greece is slated to miss its $1.7 billion payment to the IMF. The headlines out of Greece are coming fast and furious, and it continues to seem unlikely that Greece will find a resolution to its bailout situation. The headlines are pretty dizzying. There's going to be a lot of people on radio and television right now who try to scare the hell out of you. Know what your game plan is. Start becoming mute to what you hear on the outside. A lot of people are going to play fear right now. Be careful. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. My boys trip me up with their heads again, loving them. Everything's cool when we're all in line for the throne. But I know it's not forever. Baby, be the class clown. I'll be the beauty queen in tears. It's a new art form showing people how to reach, yeah. Boys, Manny Moe and Jack is looking for a buyer. The auto parts services retailer said, the company said that in light of third-party interest, it's conducting a potential transaction. Those shares are twelve seventy-seven. Um, they've added some new directors recently. They kicked out their CEO. Certainly, it looks like they're trying to put themselves in positions for change. ConAgra said that it plans to exit struggling private label business less than three years after spending $5 billion to buy it. ConAgra bought a company called Ralcorp Holdings back in 2012. ConAgra's former chief executive said it offered the packaged foods giant a foothold in the attractive and growing private label segment. Private label is a great way to go on many, many things. The difference in tomato sauce between a Hunt's tomato sauce and a Safeway tomato sauce 
I challenge you to figure it out. It's going to be very, very nominal. You may think it. Now, some white labels much better than others. Um, the difference between CVS, Allergy uh, Allegra, versus Allegra Allegra, you know, the knockoff brand. Who's the one? That, what does uh, Walgreens do? They, uh, I think they make, they put like wall in front of some of the drugs that they knock off. Um, like instead of Benadryl, it's like Walladryl. It's kind of stupid, but it kind of works. I'm reciting it. There's nothing. There's no difference. It's the same active ingredients. Conacra said that it's uh, taken more than $2 billion in write-downs on its private label businesses. It's facing increasingly competitive uh, competitors. Competitive competitors. That's the only way of saying it. The maker of Slim Jim Snacks and Wesson Cooking Oil has been working to reorganize itself and improve execution. So four or five years ago, it looked like white label was the rage. They pick it up. doesn't quite work for them. Let's bring in... Let's talk a little real estate today with Tony Mendez. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He typically comes on, talks real estate, talks mortgage lending with me. I saw a recent report out that average wage in America grew 1.7% last year. Now, some cities were better than others. San Francisco up 3.7%. Baltimore up 3%. Seattle up 2.7%. Atlanta up 25 in income, D.C. up 2.4, St. Louis and Houston also on the list. What's interesting to note about that is real estate skyrocketed in San Francisco in the last year. Yes. And part of this is, you know, the medical and science jobs in San Francisco are paying a little bit more, but also like Twitter and the IPO um, made a lot of little millionaires. And millionaires don't mind paying 10% over asking price as long as they get location, location, location. So the incomes in my opinion, is what drives real estate. So across the United States, real estate incomes in the United States have been pretty stagnant for 10 years. And yet we've had a bubble rise, pop, and rise yet again. Um, Incomes to what you do, Tony, how important is the ability to fund your monthly mortgage versus collateral? Which is more important, your capacity to pay back the mortgage or the collateral? The amount of money you put down. The capacity. Okay. You have to be able – you could have – I mean, we have FHA, for example, that you, know, you could put as little as 3.5% down. You have down payment assistance programs that are offered by you know, your local counties and cities uh, with uh, 100% financing. So – but you still have to pay it back. Um, there's a lot of what they call streamlined products, even with FHA and, and Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. You still have to qualify. Even under HARP, you still have to qualify. So it's the capacity, but you also have to have a good credit score. So in the past, it was just your credit score. Now it's your capacity and your credit score. It's interesting to note that I refer to it as the three C's of credit, but there's you know, more to it than just that. But there's your credit score, i.e. the first C. That's important. There's the capacity, your ability to pay back, i.e. what's your income. And then there's the collateral, how much money do you put down. I recommend people put down some money. I'd rather you have skin in the game. Then you're going to be thinking more importantly about what you're buying. When you're putting 3% down or 0% down, you're like, I'm buying stock and hope it goes up. It's all leverage. But if you're putting 20% down on the peninsula, it ain't all leverage. And you're thinking, which do I think is going to be better over the long term, peninsula or Stockton? At this point in time, Stockton. Probably Stockton now. Well, yes. You're looking at at, a lot of cities in the peninsula are over their peaks in 2007. Right. We were just looking at that today. So, 
um, yeah, you, just the theory of, of buy where the opportunities are, buy where nobody else is buying. Um, can, can also help you as an investor. But, you know, most people today, we have a lot of investors that have pulled out. Right. So most people that are buying today are not the speculators. And that's one of the reasons why we're seeing such low amount of inventory is changing hands right now. In the mortgage process and the refinance process, you taught me something kind of important, it, or you shined a little more light on it. The importance of, if you have an old credit card, use that one versus the new credit card because it's more, it's an aged account. And that goes into your credit score of how long have you had the accounts open? How long have you been able to use this without blowing up? For the purposes of radio, I answered your question in a very short form. But it, there are many, many factors that go into oh, the approval process. Not only that, the, the, you can have, a, for example, if you purchase a house, you have a, 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 an appraisal contingency. And most people think that's your value. It's not. It's the actual, you know, the, the, the condition of that report. It's the quality of it. Um, your credit score, you have to, you have a great credit score, but if you don't have enough trade lines, which are those credit cards and those old credit cards that have tenure, um, you can't get a loan. I, there was one guy who had real estate transactions in the past, mortgages. He's paid off his loan. He paid off all his credit cards. They're all gone. And he had a great credit score, but he had no trade line. He can't buy a house yeah. and he had great income. So it's a combination of every factor and the scenario itself. Are you doing cash out? Are you buying investment property? Is it a second home? Is it a condo? Is the condo in litigation? Um, then you have to change transactions Is it at a higher rate. Do you qualify with the debt ratio? So it's, it's everything that goes together. Even things like if you want to show that you've got cash and your parents give you $10,000, you want to season that money. You want it in that bank account for three, four, five, six months and not 30 days. Because it's all going to be seen. You, you think you're going to hide something from a mortgage I lender? I can't. You can actually get gifts from, from family, and, and then FHA opens it up a little bit more. But um, that's true. If you, you have to be able to document your uh, your down payment. But the, the rules in general are just getting tougher, Rob. Sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. He's my mortgage lender. You can find him online at com. That's com. Facebook's going to offer marketers an option to pay for video ads only when they're viewed for users by at least 10 seconds. New features can be rolled out today. Social Network previously charged marketers on a cost-per-view basis when the view video ads were viewed for three seconds, but marketers have been calling for ways to ensure consumers actually see their video messages as opposed to simply scrolling past them in Facebook news. Facebook has begun briefing ad buyers on its new approach. The new 10-second op option will not be a standard for all video ads across Facebook, however. Uh, marketers will have the option to buy either 3-second or 10-second views. Facebook ads are sold on an auction basis, so it's possible marketers will wind up paying more for the 10-second option. Apple Music rolling out today. Uh, starting, I think, 11 o'clock Eastern time, you can start downloading the new update to your phone. That includes Apple Music. Take a break here. We'll be right back.
Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist with Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing well, thank you. Yesterday, pretty rough day. Do we sell stocks because of Greece, or do we do we double down? Do we buy more? <laughs> uh, yeah, that is the big question. Um, you know, what we've been advising or suggesting really since the year began is is for investors to simply dial down their expectations. Um, you know, Greece is one issue that is uh, part of that recommendation, but really the bigger driver for us is simply the fact that uh, earnings growth is decelerating and is, is not likely to be much at all right now, certainly based on what we're seeing uh, with current projections. And so, you know, things like Greece pop up, they create a lot of noise, and they create a fear factor that leads to some uh, knee-jerk selling activity, um, but you have to kind of take a step back and, and try to assess what the overall fundamental picture is to really determine if, if, if you're going to be selling longer-term positions. And um, and from my vantage point, I don't think there's uh, a strong basis necessarily to, to sell those long-term positions, but at the same time, you know, I don't think there's a lot of um, out there right now to suggest that you should be adding uh, full force to those positions either. So it's kind of like, you know, sit sit. Uh, sit still, if you will, uh, with a long-term mindset. Uh, but, you know, if you don't have that long-term mindset, then, yeah, you probably do want to do some selling based on what's going on uh, with Greece right now. When it comes to Greece, I tend to tell people if you're freaked out, at least dial down your risk. Uh, with that being said, what would dialing down your risk mean to you? Where would you put money that might be more... You know, volatile. Sure. Um, well, if you're going to stay within the stock market and dial down your risk, you're going to go into some of those, uh, quote, defensive-oriented areas um, that are oftentimes the counter-cyclical sectors, that being the utilities, the consumer staples, uh, the telecom services names, um, generally don't uh, have high beta stocks in those areas or is certainly not as high as in, in some areas, other areas of the market. Um, and, you know, they generally offer some opportunity uh, or some attraction with, you know, a reasonably good dividend yields. And so there's just a gravitational pull into those spaces when you see these pockets of uncertainty pick up. Um, now, obviously, I guess the safest place to be is just in cash right now. You can just sit there on the sidelines and wait for this volatility to die down um, and uh, sleep a little easier at night. But if you have to stay within the stock market, those uh, areas I mentioned would probably be the places to go. What do you what if you were to, a guessing man or as you, use as much analysis as you can? But what do you think happens in the next week, ten days over in Greece? Um, my my thinking is that uh, the Greek citizens will ultimately you know vote yes uh, to this uh, reform uh, proposal because they're they're getting a taste already of what life could be like if they don't have these these bailout funds. And uh, when the yes vote comes down, that could ultimately lead to the um, to the government being, you know, ousted. Uh, that being Alex Cyprus and the Syriza party. And so, um, so that's my my base case right now. Um, you know, we've seen surprises here along the way. Uh, you're going to see a lot of headlines and a lot of media attention on those people calling for Greek citizens to vote no to the referendum, um, which would really, uh, I think, upset the apple cart even further. But uh, polls that, you know, I've been in the reports that I've read, polls continue to suggest the majority of Greek citizens do want to be a part of the euro. 
uh, and uh, and I think that that's going to play into their mindset as well as the fact that they have capital controls in place right now uh, that's going to lead them to go ahead and vote yes for these reform proposals and continue to accept uh, some strict austerity measures. So let's talk about back home in the United States. It seems to be that we're the best market in the world or the best economy. Uh, China's got something going on, like a 20% correction, bear market, but then a massive swing today. Uh, what do you make of Asia versus the United States or even Europe versus the United States at this point? Well, you know, I'd say that the uh, the thing with the United States right now is that I think we stand out more just for some, for the stability uh, at the moment. Um, you know, uh, our economy isn't growing gangbusters, but it's not contracting either. Um, you know, employment's picking up. Uh, earnings are not growing gangbusters, but, you know, somewhat stable, slight growth, um, and that's okay. Uh, and the stock market, uh, certainly, have we seen uh, uh, since the beginning of the year, I think it's been in its tightest trading range uh, since 2007 or something to that effect. But in any event, so there's some stability there. So I think we stand out more for just being a, a stable area right now, given all of the nonsense that's taking place in the Shanghai Composite in China um, and all of the, the political turmoil that's circulating around the Eurozone. Um, you know, I argued early in the year, and I do still think that, you know, the Eurozone economy, uh, you know, certainly has a lot of upside potential. Um, so there's some good opportunities there, I, I think, for a long-term-minded investor to, to go ahead and keep allocating to that area. Here in the U.S., you know, we're trading at a more, you know, full valuation, and earnings are not really growing that significantly. So, um, you know, return expectations have to be lowered here. But it's just kind of a safe outlet at the moment because stability is, you know, not a bad thing, but I don't think you're going to get the kind of growth that you've seen over the past uh, several years uh, out of the U.S., and that might go ahead and, you know, lead people to allocate more than they might otherwise to uh, – to an area that, uh, like the Eurozone, that uh, shows more room for upside uh, economic growth potential. Back to Greece real quick. Um, if Greece does go, or at least what's happening in Greece, people in Spain have to be looking at it and saying, uh, we want some of that action. We want some, some relief. We want some, some cash. Um, do you think there's a chance of it going a little more viral than, say, uh, just being contained to Greece? You know, I, I do, and I think that that's what, uh, you know, the political leaders in the in the Eurozone uh, are really, you know, mindful of. And, um, you know, I, I think that's also partly why uh, they did not cave uh, to Greece's demands here. Um, you know, they have to kind of lay down the law, if you will, to let others know uh, that they're not just going to, you know, uh, let things unfold any, any way any country wants. Um, so there is some potential risk there that uh, you see some of that, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, secessionist uh, uh, view take take root out of an area like Spain. But um, but political leaders are trying all the you know all that they can to to prevent that from happening. But we really can't assess the overall risk here with the eurozone because we haven't been in this position before. You know, you've never seen a, a country. Uh, potentially get booted out of the eurozone, and um, and so there's going to be a lot of unknown issues that that crop up here if that ends up being the case. And so you, you know, it's best not to be complacent at the moment. Okay, let's switch gears. Um, jobs report comes out on Thursday. We have a holiday-shortened week. 
Um, any any surprises do you see coming there, or do you continue to think that things continue to get a little bit better, which feeds into our economy getting a little bit better, which feeds into our stock market getting a little bit better, mm-hmm. or is change blowing in? Yeah, well, according to briefing.com consensus estimates, things should should stay pretty much the same as what we've been seeing. Uh, non-farm payroll growth around 230,000, an unemployment rate uh, dipping a uh, a tenth to 5.4 percent hourly earnings up 0.2 percent, uh, and the average work week holding steady at 34.5. I think when we look at that report, though, the, the key thing that's really going to be on the market's mind is what's going on with average hourly earnings. You know, if we see signs of wage inflation, so you get a stronger than expected uh, increase in average hourly earnings, uh, that's going to create some more volatility here for the stock market because it's going to uh, to raise the concerns in the market's mind about the Federal Reserve raising the Fed funds rate uh, sooner than anticipated. So, um, so it's going to be a, real, a key port report to watch, obviously, uh, here uh, at the end of the week. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist at Briefing.com, I start my mornings every day looking at your page one insights. A couple mergers and acquisitions, a little corporate news today. Have we seen too much of it, or is it the right amount? Is it telling us that the market has some value in it, or is it telling us that people are are searching for deals? Well, I think you can put a, a number of different spins on it. Uh, you know, one person okay. you, know, you could argue simply that all this M&A activity shows that uh, companies also aren't seeing a lot of opportunity for organic growth, so they're going out and, and purchasing market share, um, and they clearly have the currencies to do it um, using stock uh, to, to pick up those companies, and they're doing so at a very healthy premium uh, because they can also finance some of those deals with very low interest rate debt. Um, so it's an opportunistic period here for M&A activity. I'm not so sure it does uh, suggest that there's a lot of um, optimism about the economic outlook as much as it suggests that companies are, are using the currency while they can to pick up market share. Uh, and doing it in an opportunistic way, and, and unfortunately, well, I should say, not unfortunately, but they're going, to, they're having to do it at a, at a healthy premium uh, for uh, opposing shareholders to go ahead and okay those deals. And so, um, so I don't know if it's so much of a value-oriented type of M&A environment, uh, but uh, but we're certainly seeing a lot of it. And I think the first half of the year was the strongest uh, period on record. So. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com, Chief Market Strategist. I start my mornings every day looking at his topics that he puts out in page one, but the website has a plethora of information, everything you can imagine for the independent investor, whether it's on trading, whether it's on economics, uh, whether it's on the big picture, whether it's on momentum, story stocks, value stocks, a lot going on at Briefing.com. That's Briefing.com.
Black talking money investing and more. Pet Boys is putting itself up on the block as it's struggling with its tire business and faces pressure from its largest shareholder. ConAgra is leaving the private brands label, the white label, um, which is puzzling because that's been a pretty hot and sexy area, especially during a bad economy, which may be one of the reasons that ConAgra paid too much to buy Ralcorp five years ago when we were still kind of struggling with the economy. Um, it's all about timing. Microsoft sends its display ad business to AOL. Oracle gains a big win at the Supreme Court. The high Court's decision Monday left intact a prior ruling that certain kinds of programming instructions are entitled copyright protection. Companies like Google say, hey, we need to have access to that Google code so that we can make uh, their, their software language, Java, better and more workable with our programs. Obama team's expanding overtime coverage. If you make $23,661, you used to make too much to claim overtime. Now it's being moved up to $50,440 odd dollars. Um, interesting story of note today. Obviously, Apple Music is landing. The reviews are pretty positive so far. Walt Mossberg of Recode says that one of Apple's biggest strengths in music is that you can integrate music you stream with music you've already bought from iTunes. It's a big deal because if you're an iTunes customer using an iPhone, you previously had to switch between whichever app you use to stream music and Apple's music player to get that experience. Mossberg does note that the app is complicated and the company offers very little guidance on how to navigate many of its features. It's going to take time to learn. Uh, Mashable's Christina Warren says she particularly liked the recommendation aspect of Apple Music. She praised the fab uh, the For You tab, the For You tab in Apple Music, for which recommends playlists based on artists you listen to. She wrote, it's hard for me to overstress how much I like For You. From the very beginning, the recommendations and playlists and albums that the app showed me were dead-on accurate, reflecting my various musical interests. MTV's Marina Ehrlich liked the structure of the genre-based playlist curated by Apple's music editors. She writes, I mean, the definition of indie music is really loose. But I don't generally think of artists like The Weeknd or ASAP Rocky as particularly independent, and yet they were listed. I did like the structure, though. The section features playlists, albums you need to hear, radio, a spotlight feature where certain artists are called out. Um, so it, it seems positive reviews. That download is available um, basically 11 o'clock Eastern. So it's if you want to try to get it, you can get it. I'm sure there will be some other features fixed inside of the upgrade. Other things that you need to know about today, gasoline prices dipped for the first time in more than two months. The average price of regular grade gasoline fell by nearly two cents over the past two weeks. That's the first nationwide price decline at the pumps in more than two months. Uh, just real steady increases out there. Now, again, year over year, we're great. Drivers paid an average of 2.85 a gallon. 86 cents below the average price paid this time last year. Case Shiller Index showed that prices, home prices are accelerating eh, at, a, at a meh kind of pace now. It's good. It's not very good. It's okay. So, um, worthy of note. Consumer confidence. Consumers are feeling great about the U.S. economy. Um, that's typically a good sign in that you feel good about the economy. You're like, hey. Let's go on vacation. Let's spend some money. Let's rekindle our love. 
Greece's ask for a new two-year bailout. Big story. Big story. Um, have I not been dead on about Greece for the last three and a half, four years that they're eventually going to fail? Um, Greece has missed its 1.6 billion euro debt payment to the International Monetary Fund. Current bailout is set to expire midnight. Um, and a big vote coming out of Greece on Sunday. Um, do they do they stay or do they go? Should I stay or should I go? I don't have an answer for you, Greece. So get a job. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, dollars traded positive all session. Investors have largely sought the dollar safety in the midst of the Greek macro headline volatility. I think that's worthy of note. Um, what else is out there? The 10-year Treasury bond sits at 2.3%. Crude oil sits at $58, $59 a barrel. It's having problems getting above that 62. Uh, then again, it's not really going below that 58. So um, it's in a pretty tight range right now. Uh, home prices are climbing steadily amidst stronger demand, but again, a little less than expected. So strong, strong job growth and low mortgage rates have prompted greater demand for housing, boosting home values. Prices in Denver climbed 10.3%. Home values in San Francisco rose 10% year over year. Values increased more than 7.5% in Dallas, Miami, Seattle, and Tampa. But growth was really tepid in Boston, Cleveland, and Washington, D.C., where prices were up less than 1.8% year over year. So the Case-Shiller Index is probably the best index because it covers roughly half of U.S. homes. Um, and it compares home versus home and not just, you know, comps per se. Um, it's specific. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, someone's trying to crowdfund a Greek bailout. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? A new campaign under Indiegogo. It's got the mission of empowering everyone to change the world. It's got a goal of raising 1.6 billion euros. Um, so far, they've raised about 82,000 euros. Um, not bad. So You get a postcard sent from the Greek prime minister if you donate three euros. Pretty hilarious. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.